0: Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, there are some things that keep you up at night. Most women know that sleep is important. They want to get better sleep, but they don't know where to start. That's why I created the Sleep Reclamation Project. The Sleep Reclamation Project is a community for those seeking resources, direction, and accountability to make small, lasting changes towards better sleep and living a well-rested life. In the membership, you'll get a monthly masterclass taught by me or a guest expert, a reclamation resource kit with journals, trackers, checklists, and scripts, a monthly live Q&A, a a quarterly one-on-one with me, and access to our private virtual community. The waitlist is open for our next enrollment period, which will start on January 26th. For the cost of a few lattes every month, you can get started on your journey to better sleep and living a well rested life. Head to slash T S R P member to get on the wait list today. Welcome to Things That Keep Us Up at Night, the podcast. I'm your host, Abby Desjarden entrepreneur, recovering workaholic, sleep evangelist, wife, and mother of three very expressive, courageous, and assertive girls. I'm on a mission to empower women through better sleep. If you want actionable steps to solve the problems that keep you up at night, you're in the right place. From finances to hormones, parenting to politics, relationships, and business, we'll talk about all of it. Let's get started. No, no. I am so excited to welcome Tonya Nolan to the show today. She believes that as millennial women, we have encountered more challenges on our paths to career and lifestyle fulfillment than most generations. We've lived through the dot-com bubble as teens, the Great Recession as young professionals and college grads and now are riding the wave of the COVID-19 pandemic as young professionals and families. Tonya is an internationally certified life coach, podcaster, and blogger who specializes in helping millennial women adapt to career and lifestyle changes to create more fulfilling lives, careers, and businesses.
1: Hi, Tonya. Thanks for being here. Oh, hi, Abby. Thank you so much for the invitation. I have been looking forward to this. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: we've heard a little bit about your bio, but I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit more of the story of how you got started.
1: Yeah, of course. So I guess I have to start at the beginning. I mean, honestly, my parents were my first lifestyle design teachers. Um, I grew up as a homeschooled kid, and a lot of people think of mean girls. And I was like, yes, I had the Katie Heron days where I sat my first day in public school in the bathroom, eating my lunch before volleyball practice. But besides that, you know, I grew up in the country and where we went. To- School, it was just kind of a barrier to getting to school um, under three hours a day. So that's why I ended up being homeschooled. And I believe everything really does happen for a reason because of my unique upbringing, we were able to bring my school assignments wherever my parents would travel. And so my dad was actually in a self-employed CPA. And so, you know, he was really, really busy those months during and surrounding tax season, but those other like six months of the year, we as a family had that freedom to travel, take our schoolwork or whatever it was with us and, you know, go to visit, visit national parks. We ended up having a, um, you know, second vacation home in central Oregon. And so it really instilled in me the importance of creating memories. And it just, for me, that was normal life. And so, you know, despite my untraditional upbringing, I still was raised to, you know, get good grades, go to college, get that good job and stay there for the next 40 years until you can retire and experience (laughs) your your golden years. Uh And so I was kind of like, huh, this is really different than how I was raised but it still was the values in my family and so I did all the things I went to college I went and got my graphic design degree at Cal Poly and I had the privilege of um, graduating in 2010 at the peak of the recession (laughs) and um, yeah it was really hard during those years to get a job versus a job in my major and build the experience because everything I was applying to that were you know entry-level graphic design jobs required at least two years of experience and so it just for me felt like there was this barrier to success in just getting my career started Um, and so I kind of just had to take whatever job I could to get that professional experience on my resume and and it really did kind of create this feeling of like okay well I've done all the things why am I not able to get a job in my industry which was at the time was graphic design and so I just kind of felt a little bit like a fraud because I'd done all these things but they weren't panning out like I was raised to believe they were supposed to um, and so again you know being the newest person that my first few jobs during the recession years I ended up being the first to get laid off all the time. And so for me, it kind of took this big emotional and confidence toll on me. And, you know, I was just trying to find literally any path to this, you know, (laughs) success that I was raised to believe was out there by following all these rules. And so, you know, no matter what I did, no matter what I, what job I applied to, I always kind of felt like I was just kind of getting beaten down by other elements outside myself. And so, I decided to just kind of try taking my future into my own hands. I started my first business in 2011 and it was a network marketing company in the travel industry. And I was scared to death of trying to sell anything, but I was like, if I'm going to sell anything, it will be travel because that's one thing I would talk about if I was getting paid to or not. Yeah, It was a really, really good experience because... I am an introvert at heart. It helped me get out of my shell of, you know, talking to people, hearing the word no. Um, But what I realized most out of that experience was how much I loved the one-on-one mentorship with the people in my organization and the team that we were trying to build in in that organization. And so I wanted to do more of that. And in 2015, I discovered a new career called life coaching, (laughs) and I got my first certification in life coaching back in 2015, and I just wanted to continue mentoring and helping people really define what success meant for them because society is so kind of streamlined. It's this, this, and this. This is the golden formula, and I personally, from my own experience, realized that formula didn't work for me and, um, wanted to help empower others to redefine that narrative for themselves in the process.
0: Yeah. I feel like there was that formula that worked for our parents' generation and for their parents, our grandparents' generation, where Mm -hmm. you could work at a company, like you said, for 40 years. Yeah get your retirement with all of your benefits and your pension and yeah. and that was it my husband's dad worked at boeing and retired wow, when exactly. he was 60 i think 62 or something yeah. he has a pension you know he never worked anywhere else and that's just not the reality for our generation it's
1: not. <laughs> so true. And it's hard to, and it's hard to have those talks, you know, with your parents or whoever, you know, had that experience because it's so different. It's hard to imagine somebody's reality, but your own and putting yourselves in each other's shoes is not always the easiest thing. So yeah, yeah, there's definitely a divide between, you know, that generation and our generation and what we've kind of been coming up against, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah. And I think normalizing transitions, Mm -hmm. Has to become more mainstream because we're still getting those messages from society that just it, all you have to do is work hard and show right. up and do your job and get the training that you're supposed to have check all the boxes and then you'll be fine and that's not yeah. necessarily the case <laughs> <It's> not <laughs> well and who wants to be fine right like don't yeah. you want to be fantastic
1: <laughs> yeah you have one life to live make the most of it i mean
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> I love um that.
0: So when somebody comes to work with you, are there certain things that you hear from them consistently?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some underlying themes. I think one of the big ones is people just kind of feel like they've been on this hamster wheel and they're just kind of going through the motions of their own life. Um, You know, they're not really feeling in particularly excited about their life, maybe their career, or if they have their business, it just kind of feels like they're doing all these things to check off these boxes without considering what the bigger picture or the bigger why behind what they're doing is. So that's definitely one. Um, And then another one is definitely expanding your comfort zone, um, I feel like a lot of my clients come to me and saying, like, I know what I want to do, but I'm afraid to go there. And I don't know how to get there. And so they get in this kind of what I like to call a paralysis by overanalysis. they just think about these <laughs> things continuously. And, um, you know, what this I learned something recently, was called rumination, like you ruminate on these things, and it doesn't get you any closer to what your goal is, or what your vision might be, because we're so stuck in this kind of like, hamster wheel in our own heads of ruminating on the fear of the unknown and the fear of putting ourselves out there so definitely mindset and and like self-empowerment is a big one uh, confidence coaching is one thing I really try to help because it plays into every aspect of our life so those are some of the big ones and I think that also plays into what I like to call like your inner mean girl and <laughs> what stories is she or he telling you about you know what you should be doing too or what you shouldn't be doing as well yeah so yeah I just try to help people just because I've experienced so many ups and downs embrace new challenges and kind of go and release that self-doubt so you can expand Um, but also kind of looking at these changes whether they're planned or not planned as like welcome welcome challenges because it's exciting and it's new and you have a chance to kind of reinvent yourself and start over
0: Yeah, when you were talking about the stories that we tell ourselves, I I think about (laughs) Brene Brown. Oh my god, love her. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The story I'm telling myself is, and most of the time, when you step back and really put it in that frame, it's Mm -hmm. not true. Oh, it's 100. We
1: build so much in our minds, and you know that's kind of the biggest thing is getting out of your own head, and it's hard to do that when especially now, like you're cut off from a lot of people, <laughs> you're in your own head, pretty much. You most are of the time. with yourself.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the good, the bad, the ugly, like, yeah, it's just it's
0: there all the time. Oh gosh. So when we're talking about mindset and kind of bumping up against these beliefs or these barriers that we have, what are some of the tools that people can use to try to get past those?
1: Yeah, no, I think the biggest thing is what I want people to walk away from when working with me is I want them to feel confident. I want them to feel inspired, supported, and then feel like they have essentially these new tools in their toolkit to move forward and always be able to tap back into it. So, um, you know, as far as like growing your self-confidence, we, I do a lot of um, just kind of reflecting back to them. Like if they say something like, I'll say, okay, here's what I hear that you're saying. Is this correct? And some, some of them say, like, I never knew that I was saying this. Like, I never knew it was coming across this way. And so sometimes the just minor reflecting what someone shares with me back, I want to make sure that A, I've, you know, hit the mark that I'm understanding them correctly. And that also B, they hear how it comes across because it's, it's hard. Like we said, you're always in your own head. And so having someone mirror that back to you can be really powerful and an aha moment for some people too. So,
0: yeah, that makes me think of when people say, would you say that to your best friend? Yeah, it's like, no, I would never say that to, to like anyone, that's right. horrible. But those yeah. are the
1: thoughts that often go through your head. Oh, so true. Yeah, one of my <laughs> questions is like when these things happen is I'll say just, and I just kind of let it hang there cause it can be uncomfortable when there's silence. But my favorite question to ask usually in these instances is what would someone who loved you say about mm-hmm. that? Or what would they say? You know, cause you may not love yourself, but what would someone in your life who loved you say? I love just that one. Yeah. Out. Sometimes there's where the tears come or the breakthroughs happen. And then it's just like, wow, I would never have thought about that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, my tools are usually kind of just asking these powerful introspective questions, but also when we work together, we really work to get a couple strong goals outlined, like usually two to three, because I work with people three, six months, you know, different types of coaching series. And so by having these kind of more broad vision statements, we can always align actions to them every time we meet. So it's my thing is. You don't know until you try something. You don't know until you're in forward action. And so by having these goals that we can attach different, you know, weekly activities and actions toward, we're always staying in forward motion and not reverting back or staying stuck.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I think there are a lot of people and, you know, the title of the show is things that keep us up at night. And I, I think back to myself, even when I've had these thoughts of, I feel like there's more and there's something bigger that I want to do. And I don't know what it is, but it's just right. this nagging feeling. Right. Right. And so for someone who's there and who's not ready to like, just fully jump head first into it, what is a good first step to start like dipping your toe in the water to start to try to discover what that thing is? That's a
1: great question. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that is the eternal question that keeps us up is what the F am I doing with my life? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. What what have have I done? (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah. But that's a great question because I do recognize that, um, some people have never worked with a coach. They've never really gotten that one-to-one support and it can be intimidating to be held accountable, Mm -hmm. um, by someone outside of yourself. And so, Um, I think the biggest things you can do is start, start honestly reading personal development books. I mean, I, when I started that first business back in 2011, I again said I was an introvert. I didn't want to have confrontational, uh, conversations if someone (laughs) said no to me and challenge them a little bit. And I have to say, if it wasn't for my personal development journey in those early years, um, I don't know where I would personally be right now because now I can be a chameleon. I can be an introverted extrovert when <laughs> I need to be, but it's only because I spent so many years reading, you know, think, books like, you know, uh, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, all of these amazing mindset books like Brene Brown, of course, is an amazing mm-hmm. one. And so there's just, I really had a stigma in the beginning about self-help books because I was like. People don't know me. Like, what are they (laughs) doing, telling me to do stuff? You know, an Aries, I guess you could say, don't like be told what to do. But I mean, once I started reading those first few books on mindset, confidence, you know, leadership, those were the things that just made me want to start craving and doing more and putting myself in more situations where I could put things into practice, even when it's really uncomfortable. And so, I think that's the biggest thing. And and you know, also just starting to follow people who have the mindset that you aspire to have and surrounding your, yourself with those types of influencers. Because um, one thing I always learned is you're the average of the five people that you hang around with the most yes. or the people that you follow the most. So, you know, if people are watching reality TV or the news all the time, yeah, it's going to not probably uplift you as soon as like watching somebody like a Brene Brown, Ted talk video, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. something like a Simon Sinek start with Why," uh-huh. like, Y, you know, surrounding yourself with the good stuff is going to empower you and get you ready to that point to start taking on a new challenge. I love that.
0: <laughs> so any last nuggets of wisdom you want to leave us
1: with? Yeah, I think my biggest thing is, you know, I think especially in this climate, we are all kept up by something. Um, Yeah, I don't know how, there's always the statistics of how many thoughts a human thinks a day. And for me, they're constant. And one thing that I would love to impart with people just because, you know, I work with coaches too, you know, the good coaches still hire coaches to work with them is just taking notice of what thoughts come into your head, what triggered those thoughts, And is it a positive or a negative reaction? And meaning, is the thought that you're thinking moving you closer or further away from the goal you want for yourself or the lifestyle you want for yourself, the relationship with your body? Is it a positive or negative thought that's getting you closer or moving you further away? And just becoming curious and investigating more of why that keeps showing up for you can start helping you move mountains and just acknowledging it and recognizing it and saying to myself, do I want more of this or less of this in my life? And just kind of just asking yourself those simple questions, especially since Mm -hmm. we're all sitting at home, these thoughts are coming all the time, a million miles a minute, just starting to tune into your frequency and taking a second to just kind of check yourself and see what that, what is really coming up for you and how it aligns with where you're trying to go or where you're trying to veer away from.
0: Yeah. And I think along those lines, also tuning into just what feels nourishing to you right now, because right now, maybe it's not about pivoting and starting a new career. Maybe right now Mm -hmm. it's like, how am I going to survive until the end of the pandemic and like right. be sane on the other side of this. And so exactly. I think what you just said can apply to a lot of different aspects of life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What can I do right now to, to feel better and to yeah. take care of myself?
1: Yeah, exactly. Cause I think we all get so caught up in the 10 year, the five year plan, we forget to just do these minor check-ins with ourselves, which are still going to shift it in the right direction if we're, if we're acknowledging it and aware of it as well. So maybe that might just mean like step away from your computer and put on a playlist to go walk to the park. I don't know. It could just be something simple to shift your energy towards what it is you're trying to create for yourself or would like to.
0: Yeah. Just those little tweaks, little, little actions every day add up to big change. Oh, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Tonya, can you tell our listeners where to find you?
1: Yeah, of course. So my name is Tonya. It's T-O-N-I-A. And you can find me at my website, which is Tonya Noland, N-O-L-A-N-D.com. And I'm also on Instagram. That's probably where I'm most uh, active, which is Tonya Noland as well. And uh, I also have Facebook, Pinterest. Uh, I also release um, a blog that I'm going back to. So uh, check out for more information on the blog, which is also linked right on my website too
0: awesome. And I will put those in the show notes as well. Awesome.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank
0: you so much for your time today. And Great. I will talk to you later. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Abby. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to things that keep us up at night. If you liked this episode, please visit us at things that keep up us up at night.com or subscribe and leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. No, 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 I can't sleep, I can't sleep.